0: The rapid outbreak of COVID-19 has halted the sports world. Thousands of student athletes were poised for postseason play, some for the first time. Many cost upcoming seasons. Fordham women's basketball star guard, Bree Cavanaugh is no different. After leading the Rams to another 20-win season, averaging over 19 points a game, she now sits home, wondering what a third straight trip to the postseason would have entailed. But while coronavirus has impacted so many lives in a negative way, it's allowed for reflection on what and who we hold dear. Today, Kavanaugh can reflect on becoming Fordham Women's Basketball's first Atlantic 10 Player of the Year. I'm Emmanuel Barbari and this is Fordham Conversations, a show that taps into the Fordham University community to discuss and uncover issues that impact our world. Joined by Bree Kavanaugh, we are both at our computers. We are both safe and sound indoors. Bree, thanks so much for doing this.
1: Uh, thank you for having me.
0: Let's start with the top news in sports, and that's the ever-growing coronavirus pandemic that has halted everything NCAA basketball-related and sports as a whole. What was your reaction when the news initially came down?
1: Um, you know, at at first, I was kind of like, "All right, like this is a pretty big deal," but. Um, you know, we were kind of um, waiting to see where we were going to be placed in WNIT, and, you know, we were practicing, um, and, you know, we were just waiting, and then all of a sudden, you know, all these cases started popping up, um, especially uh, in the NBA, and, and um, uh, that's when we first saw that the NBA had, you know, suspended their season until further notice, and then... Um, Obviously, you know the next day, the you know the NCAA then canceled um, the March Madness tournaments and, and all the spring sports and the WNIT was canceled. So it was kind of like um, an overwhelming um, feeling of emotions. Um, you know, for us, uh, you know, we were we were getting ready to um, you know make some noise in WNIT, especially after you know losing the VCU in the semifinals. So you know, we were hungry. and we We're definitely looking forward to it. Um, it would have been my third straight postseason um and you know I was you know obviously heartbroken to see that you know we can't you know we can't do it or proceed with the season um not only that but um you know the spring sports that's who I truly 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 feel bad for um you know I have a couple of friends on the um, softball team uh, especially um you know senior Maddie Ogenbaugh and, and, and I know she is heartbroken that her senior season had to end you know because of this so I, I you know it's it's you know, they won, I think, I believe, eight straight Atlantic 10, you know, championships and, you know, eight straight NCAA tournament appearances. And, you know, they're going for their ninth and to have that, you know, taken away from them is kind of like, like, you know, it's an, it's an eye opener. Um, not only that, but, you know, you got track that's just beginning, um, especially outside, you know, spring sports it, it, to know that they can't even start rather finish their season is it's it's uh, it's honestly it's crazy I I definitely feel bad for the seniors you know Uh, back to basketball I feel bad for the seniors that either have made it their first time into the NCAA tournament or or it's probably their last time going into the NCAA tournament and that's that that stinks because I know you know since we went to the NCAA tournament last year that 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 had to be one of the best experiences of my college basketball career
0: with all of the rapid developments, does it make you understand the NCAA's decision now more so than a week ago
1: um no i mean i under- i i i honestly i kind of saw it coming like i kind of as everything was kind of spiraling downhill with the canceling of um you know the classes and moving them on you know moving them online and you know each day you know another school you know canceled their semester i could, i could just i just felt that it was going to be a, you know, downhill spiral from, you know, the beginning. But <clears throat> I mean, like I said before, like, it's, it's, it's crazy. It, it makes, you know, it makes me realize, it made me realize a lot, you know, like, cause I know some of us, um, I'm pretty sure everyone has, you know, taken their sport for granted. Like, you know, they wake up the next day and they're like, okay, like we got practice. Uh, yeah, we got lift. And it's like, now we can't say, oh man, we have practice or, oh, we have lift. It makes us think and appreciate, you know, the times that, you know, we, we were able to, you know, practice with the team or, or, you know, play in the game.
0: If you place yourself in the shoes of the NCAA, what would you do for those athletes that are being robbed their first opportunity to compete in postseason play or robbed of their season as a whole?
1: Um, if I was, if I was the NCAA, um, I would say for, you know, with the, with the NCAA tournament, um, if things, you know, calm down, essentially, I would have the, you know, tournament, you know, in the summer. Um, maybe even August, you know, if it comes down to it. Um, I definitely wouldn't just cancel it, um, only because it's a big deal. You know, it's a big deal in the sports world. And, and anybody who, you know, people people who don't watch basketball even watch it and, and even, you know, get hyped about it. So I would definitely not cancel um, the NCAA tournament um, or you know, I, I would definitely give those kids an opportunity to play. Um, but for the spring sports, I would definitely give um, those who are involved in spring sports um, an extra year of eligibility. I know that's probably going to create a lot of controversy in terms of scholarships and how many people are allowed on the roster and this and that. But, um, you know, I would definitely, in, in, in a time like this, I would definitely have um, spring sports um, seniors have their eligibility back
0: hopping off the pandemic and going towards the season you just completed first Fordham basketball player to win A10 player of the year such an accomplishment what does it mean to you
1: yeah, honestly it it, it was i didn't i, I I'm going to be honest I did not expect it only because the past two years you know when you you kind of low key expect things and, doesn't really uh, didn't really happen in our favor, but to know this year and to you know how coach told me and said you know first female basketball player ever to win an A10 Player of the Year at Fordham, I kind of like I kind of like stood there and I was like wait what because I didn't know that <laughs> so um, you know just I don't know it's just all the hard work throughout the season you know definitely you know paid off. Definitely paid off, you know, and I worked out with coach almost every single day, just just getting reps, just getting reps. And I know um, in the beginning of the season, um, I had that shooting slump. Um, the old me would have been like, all right, well, I, I'm, you know, I'm not shooting anymore. But, you know, as I've grown and, you know, listened to coach, I've just gotten more reps. You know, I found myself in the gym at, you know, 5 a.m. with Val, just shooting, getting reps up sometimes, um, you know, 930, 10 o'clock at night, shooting with Val, um, getting reps up, you know, with Munger too. So just honestly, consistent, you know, consistency and just, you know, doing what I can do to help the team succeed. Because, again, you know, winning 8-10 Player of the Year, you don't just win it by yourself. You know what I'm saying? You win it with your teammates, and your teammates help you. So, you know, as well as we did, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, the award wouldn't have happened
0: you mentioned how team-centric the atmosphere and culture at Fordham is but given that you were so close to earning this prestigious honor two years prior is this something you circled entering the year and said hey this is what I want to accomplish
1: um no I do not I don't look I don't I don't look at that I don't look at scores I don't I don't do any of that I kind of just I set my goal to be the best I can be and to help our team succeed in any way possible. Like I always text coach and I'm always asking, you know, what what could I have done better here? You know, I always ask her for footage of, you know, how can I defend this girl or or how can I get past this girl if she's guarding me this way? Like, you know, it's more so like more so learning rather than looking forward to, you know, uh, an accolade.
0: You alluded to that self-assessment, self-critique, and that normally breeds greatness when you're never satisfied and always want to grow. When you wake up every day, what inspires you to be the best version of yourself?
1: Uh, my teammates. Knowing that my teammates um believe in me and need me. Um, knowing that <clears throat> I believe I can't I can't remember if it was uh Caitlin or Kendall. Um, you know, they said like really like we, we, we definitely really, really, really need you this season. Like, um, you know, we're gonna have highs and lows, but you know, you're gonna end up carrying us and when, um, you know, when I heard that, I was kind of like, wow, like, that's, that's pretty deep, you know. So I, I told myself, I said, every day I'm going to work hard because if I don't, A, I'm going to feel guilty and B, that means I failed. So um, just kind of getting up every day and just, you know what, doing it for my teammates, you know, doing it for each other and just, you know, get after it no matter what.
0: Getting after it, doing absolutely whatever it takes to be your absolute best. Those are mantras of yours. Walk us through a day in the life of Brie Kavanaugh. What does that entail, particularly during the basketball season?
1: A <laughs> uh, day in a life. All right. So, um, I mean, I'll, I'll walk you through, um, um, I guess, when we, when we just have practices, and then um, I can walk you through uh, game day. Um, but I would say, you know, get up early in the morning because I'm an early riser, so I get up around like six. Um, you know, I get dressed, so I head to the locker room, uh, get changed, go upstairs. I put up, um, a couple hundred shots before, um, we go into film. So I'll put, up a hundred uh, I'd say total of, mm, like 450, but these are, these are 450 makes. It's not 450 takes. Um, and then I'll shoot, um, free throws. Um, after that, probably going to uh film, watch film, come in practice, and then, um, I probably say um a couple times out of the week then i would um either we would have lift and then after lift i would work out with coach gately or i would just work out with coach gately right after practice um and then you know you know do what i gotta do eat um go to class um after class um typically late at night i'll come back and shoot again so um, I try to stick to that routine, you know, almost every day. Obviously, it doesn't happen every day, but most of the, most of the time, I try to stick to that routine. Um, on off days, I'll get up early um, and I'll go run on the treadmill, um, and then I'll go, you know, I'll go upstairs, I'll go shoot. Um, I would have to make, for me, I would have to make a thousand shots and then make a hundred free throws, um, and then that concludes my, you know, off day workout. Um, and on game days, game days, I'm super focused. Um, you know, if we have uh shoot around early in the morning, um, you know, like I said, I'm an early riser, so I'm always up at six. Um, I'll get up at six, you know, I'll, I'll uh, listen to music, you know, get my stuff together, um, you know, get ready, go upstairs, do shoot around, uh, go to team meal. After team meal, I typically go back to the locker room and I don't I don't go back to my room. A lot of people go back to their rooms and they go take a nap or whatever but I go back to the locker room I put my headphones in I start listening to music and then I go and take a contrast bath um, and after I take a contrast bath come back um, listen to more music stretch out a little bit and then I uh, you know I get ready for the game it's game time.
0: This is Fordham Conversations on 90.7 WFUV I'm Emmanuel Barbari talking with Fordham Women's Basketball Junior Bree Kavanaugh about a record-setting season and her battles with adversity you were talking about potentially getting into your own head early in your collegiate career when you would go into shooting slumps and wonder whether you would get out of it what changed mentally that allowed you to block out all that extra noise as you moved forward
1: um i would just say you know just just a lot of conversations with coach because i i'm very close with coach and i talk to coach a lot um and you know she always says you know don't stop stop worrying about the fact that you miss you know your first 20 shots like you know, the more reps, the more confident you'll be. And when you're confident, you're not going to worry about, oh, man, I just missed that shot. You know, worry about the next shot. So just having her feedback and just having her, you know, knowledge, because she's been around the game for a long time, just, just, you know. And the fact that she even, you know, believes in me and has a lot of confidence in me to take, you know, take those shots is, you know, you kind of just, you're kind of just like, all right, like, you know, coach believes in me and, and, and you know, you know, she's telling me if I, if I miss the first twenty, because I'm mad, I'm probably gonna make the the next twenty. Then, you know, why not? And you know, I got my mind. You know, after winning, especially after winning eight tens, you know, I want to repeat. So, you know, I told myself I wasn't gonna stop at anything. Um, so, just getting in the gym more and just you know, just being just being confident and understanding that you're gonna miss shots. You know, no one no one really gonna have a perfect game where they where they go like twenty for twenty. You know what I'm saying? So. Just doing that.
0: Before we dive into the various stages of your Fordham journey, when you first committed to college, it was California that was atop your list. Walk me through that decision process.
1: So I there was a, I went on a lot of visits and I had a lot of home visits um, from many different colleges, and um, I just remember um, when Louisville came into the pictures, um, I was like, you know, exploring Cal a little bit, and one of the Cal coaches came on a home visit and you know they they explained what Cal's about you know the program you know campus life and you know all that you know good stuff and then I went on an unofficial visit um I believe in November of my um junior year and I loved it I loved it loved it loved it um I loved the coaches um you know teammates already there um And how big the campus was. It was was kind of, it's kind of different because where I went to high school, um, Blair Academy is pretty, um, it's a boarding school. It's pretty, um, you know, small. But it was kind of different going to Cal and seeing how big the campus was. So I was kind of intrigued and interested in that. Um, And the football team was extremely good back then. That's when Jared Goff was still playing. Um, But, you know, I fell in love with the campus, fell in love with, you know, the people and just, you know, it was really chill vibes. Um, And then I just remember um, my... Um, the summer of my junior year, I believe, I committed to California after my um, unofficial visit. And um, that concluded my process. But, I mean, the the recruiting process was very stressful. It was just just so much, like, you know, with coaches calling um, and then you have to go visit and having them come visit you, you know, having them watch you play and, you know, all sorts of that stuff. But, um, you know, choosing Cal, it was was pretty – it was, i do don't know—I—I I fell in love with the campus, you know, like I said, and the people there. So it was, it was pretty easy for me to choose. Um, and one—one one of the things, um, one of the reasons why I chose Cal is because, uh, Coach, uh, Coach Gottlieb. So Coach Gottlieb and Coach Gailey are similar. Like they don't—they don't yell. They're—you know—they're goofy. They're just very laid back. Um, you know, you make a mistake, they're not going to scream at you and say, you know, what all these other coaches say. But um, so that's—that's that's one of the main things that drew me to. Um, Coach Gallip and Cal at the time
0: highly touted top one hundred in the nation four star recruit you start at Cal you get that concussion it costs you your freshman season how did that shape the rest of your career and ultimately winding up at Fordham?
1: Um yes it did actually um you know when I got that concussion um you know I was told that I needed to you know go to a professional you know concussion specialist down in Pittsburgh and. Um, so I had to medically withdraw from California and I spent, you know, seven months um, not working out, not doing anything. I had to go to, I had to get ocular and vestibular therapy, so balance and, you know, um, and to help fix um, my eyes a little bit. Um, it was very, it was very heartbreaking. It was, um, you know, everyone, not everyone, but, you know, a lot of people just, you know, stopped communicating with me. and. Um, you know, nobody believed that I would come back from the injury. Nobody believed that I would be able to, you know, come back and play and all this other stuff. So I kind of was upset, um, very upset, and just kind of focused on, you know, getting better. I even, I even thought to myself, I was like, am I going to be able to even come back from this and just be the same player I was? Like, you know, what's going to happen? Um, and I didn't know because at the time, you know, the doctors were telling me, like, I don't know if you should play basketball anymore. I don't know if that's going to be, you know, feasible. And, you know, just having, you know, the doctors tell you that too. You're kind of like, well, you know, well, here I am, like I'm home, you know, while everybody else is in college, you know, and I'm just, you know, home. So then um, I decided to open my recruiting back up to only New York and New Jersey schools because um, I didn't want to travel, A, and B, I did not want to go through the whole process of having a lot of coaches call. Um so I actually took um, three visits. So I took um, I went to Seton Hall, Rutgers, and Fordham was the last one. Um, so I went to Seton Hall. Um, like the coach, I uh, wasn't too fond of the campus, um, and I I don't know I just didn't I just didn't I just I just didn't have like the the good vibes that I had when I chose California. Um, then I went to Rutgers. Rutgers was different. I really liked Rutgers, um, you know, and and you know coach Vivian Stringer hall of famer. So, um, and to know that, you know, she believed in me, was kind of cool too. Um, cause she believed that I could be one of the top players in her program. Um, and I was like, Oh, it's pretty cool. Like, you know, coach Vivian Stringer thinks highly of me. That's awesome. <laughs> but it turns out that they could not, um, actually, I think I believe I, uh, I, um, was getting ready to commit there, but their doctor said that they wouldn't accept me because of how many concussions I've had. Um, so I decided to reach out to um, one of my old coaches, Aaron Gratch and he, um, he steered me towards Fordham. so then I was like, okay, like why not Because Fordham recruited me in the beginning and I turned them down. Um, but I was like, you know what, I'll give it a shot." So you know I called uh, called Fordham and I said, hey, um, obviously I'm in the transfer portal and I would be interested in you know coming to campus and seeing everything and, and you know, seeing how you guys operate and stuff like that. And, um, you know, Coach Gate was excited. And, you know, all the coaches, they, they got so excited. And um, so then I went to visit Fordham, and I was like, yep, I definitely see myself playing here. And it was crazy because we were walking from the um, garage, and I was like, um, no, nah, I, I can definitely see myself playing here. We didn't even meet – we didn't meet the coaches yet. We didn't do anything. But I just had that – like, I don't know. I just had, like, that gut feeling um, in my stomach. And, you know, we met with the coaches – um, that was fun. Coach is hilarious. So, you know, me seeing, you know, how comfortable coach was with me and, and just being at her outgoing self and just amazing. Um, you know, I asked her, I was like, well, do you see me playing at Fordham? And she was like, hundred percent. Yes. Like she was very like, you know, like, yes, like you're definitely going to play here. And I was like, all right, like that gave me a lot of, um, gave me a lot of hope and definitely boosted my confidence a little bit. Cause it was definitely, um, low, um, and at that time, I think I had just gotten cleared. So I was kind of, like, scared because I was like, listen, I am very out of shape. I haven't done anything for seven months. Like, <laughs> I was just like, no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And I was like, okay. So, you know, we toured the campus, got to sit in, sit in the class. And, um, you know, then, you know, we came home. Um, you know, and then I, I thought, you know, I thought long and hard. And I was like, am I going to be able to do this? You know, am I going to be the same player? Like, you know, what, what, what? You know, I started so many thoughts just ran through my head. And then I said, you know what? That's it. And then I um, called coach up and I committed and I told her I would definitely love to be a uh, Fordham Ram. And um, that was that.
0: You cited Fordham women's basketball head coach Stephanie Gately plenty throughout this interview. She's well regarded as one of the best coaches in the entire country, let alone the Atlantic 10. What has her presence at Fordham meant to your personal and athletic development throughout your career?
1: Oh man, Coach is very special to me. I mean, she, like, just where's her story? Where she's where she came from? You know, um, you know how much she she appreciates and loves life, loves people, and just how funny she is. And and she's just you know she she's someone that I go to when it comes to you know a lot of personal issues I, I go to coach and she listens she gives me feedback and you know she really cares and she she um will stop at nothing I can I can call coach at any point during time throughout the day or at night or in the middle of the night and she will answer and she will you know be there for me no matter what and that means so much to me
0: speaking of being there no matter what CBS did an incredible feature on your battles through adversity throughout your childhood you already mentioned adversity you had to face early in your college basketball career. What role have your parents played in helping you stay the course?
1: Oh, my parents are my biggest supporters. I mean, they, they had my back 24 seven. I know, um, <clears throat> you know, I still, I'm, I, obviously it's, it's, you know, I still struggle with this. Like when my, my cousin passed away in the summer, that hit hard. And, you know, I was, I mean, I was struggling. Like I would, you know, I, Cry almost every day, and you know my mom and dad would come up to school, and you know they would take me out to dinner or take me out to lunch, or you know sometimes they they take me home just so I can be home and you know hang out with my dog because they knew that they knew that would make me feel better, you know they they are there twenty four seven at any point in time like they they're there, you know, and there's times where I've called my mom and I was just like, you know, just can you come up here and just just hang out with me just so I so I, so I feel all right and you know she just she she'd drop everything that she was doing or even even if she was grooming a dog she would drop everything and she'd come up so they they've meant you know they've they mean so much to me and they've been there they've been there and they always will be
0: on a more bright note i notice on your instagram one of your self quarantining activities involves hanging out with your mom what are those activities entailing <laughs>
1: So, um, yeah, so self quarantine. So as of right now, my mom's my workout partner. So we, we start the days with, um, getting up and, um, we go on a, a five mile ruck with a 40 pound vest, um, uphill. So we're, uh, walking five miles with 40, 50 pound vests on like, uh, like champs. And then, um, then we come back and then, um, she cooks. So she cooks me a lot of food, a lot of good food, a lot of salads and a lot of like healthy stuff because, I mean, you can easily let yourself go during a time like this. Um, but she's my workout partner and then uh, we like to do uh, TikToks. <laughs> and I um, made one last night with her and it was actually really funny. But yeah, nah, I spent a lot of time with mom. Um, and sometimes we just, we just kind of, we just hang out and talk, hang out, listen to music, um, go to Starbucks. That's about
0: it. Bree, really appreciate your time so far. But before we let you go, want to go through a couple of rapid fire questions that give us a little more insight into Bree Kavanaugh, the person. Last year, very thrilling, winning the Atlantic 10 championship and bringing a title back to Fordham. Aside from that, what is your favorite Fordham memory?
1: My favorite Fordham memory, I would say meeting a lot of, new and different people. Um, I've met a lot of people over um, the course of my career so far. And, you know, I have a couple special people that I've met and um, definitely appreciate them. Um, Give Yules a little shout out. (laughs) Shout out, Yules. Um, And shout out to, uh, you know, my teammates because they've made my Fordham career so special. Like, I couldn't even tell you.
0: Favorite non-basketball hobby?
1: Ooh, favorite non-basketball hobby? Hmm, I would definitely say kickboxing and playing the guitar.
0: Aside from winning it all, favorite moment from the 2019 A-10 championship season?
1: Beating Dayton at home.
0: Okay, favorite food?
1: Favorite food? Oof. Um, I'd probably say steak.
0: Pre-game music?
1: <laughs> Everyone always asks me this. All right, you guys can't make fun. Um, Linkin Park, Taylor Swift, Pearl Jam, Nirvana. <laughs>
0: Any athletes you grew up idolizing or trying to emulate?
1: I would definitely say Candace Parker. Why her? Um, cause I've watched her play. Um, I watched her play when she actually played against Rutgers, and she just, I just, I don't know. I, I she, she's freaking good. So, you know, I always watched her playing basketball, and I always wanted to be like her. But obviously, I'm not as tall as her, so obviously, it didn't happen. <laughs> but um, nah, she's a beast. So I, I appreciate um, her work and her, her work ethic and you know how much she loves the game and is passionate about basketball
0: this may be a more obvious question to you than an outsider you've already accomplished more than almost anyone in Fordham basketball history I'm sure there are programs out there that really covet you why stay at Fordham for your senior season and not pursue anything elsewhere
1: um why stay at Fordham another year? I mean Fordham has given me so much you know and I just know you know for me um you know, just continuing to be the best I can be at Fordham and um, you know I was talking to coach and she said that I have an opportunity to you know, you know rewrite Fordham's history and be in the um, you know being the record books um so why would I you know why' would I leave that? you know what I'm saying why'd I leave my teammates you know I built relationships with them built a strong relationship with the coaches so you know why would I why would I leave that there's no reason for me to leave that
0: looking ahead post-collegiate career some desire professional basketball some have that dream career they want to jump right into what's in it for you
1: for me you know I'm I'm very open to anything you know I had, I had a conversation with coach and coach said she thinks I have an opportunity to get drafted in the WNBA um, so I would I will definitely explore that um, and I would and I will explore opportunities to play professionally overseas um and then you know after that i am looking forward to um being a being an fbi special agent <laughs> um so that's that's my that's the path i'm taking right now
0: Bree, really appreciate you joining the show so much good stuff best of luck to you moving forward and stay safe during this crazy time thank you man so much great stuff unpacked in that wide-ranging discussion with brie Kavanaugh. i would like to thank her and fordham women's basketball for the time If you missed any parts of the interview, be sure to visit WFUV.org for the full conversation. For WFUV's Fordham Conversations, I'm Emmanuel Berberi.